You are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Powerful words coming forth from our Lord Jesus today, spoken to Peter. And we know that we, as we heard in the introduction to Mass, that this is the feast of the chair of St. Peter. And that chair being that sign of unity, that sign of authority that, that the Lord vested him with. And not only Peter, but all of the successors throughout history, even up to the present time, and then even until the end of history, the succession of Christ's authority on earth. We also have this beautiful occasion, as mentioned, to celebrate this 91st anniversary of Jesus appearing to St. Faustina, that blessed moment on February 22nd, those 91 years ago to this day, that our Lord appeared to her in her cell, in her convent there, as this beautiful divine mercy images, but the Lord himself appearing to her, revealing to him the powerful abyss of his mercy to her. And then through that apparition, through that vision, we have this graced image that we all have access to today in the sanctuary and throughout the world. But upon this rock, I will build my church. We know that the Lord so often in the, in the mystery of the way he works with us and works with his people is that he chooses, he calls, he requests and invites. And sometimes he does it very specifically to specific individuals. We see this in Our Lady, inviting her to be the mother of God and calling her. But we see this election, this divine choice at play here with Peter. And this is the one, the man from all eternity that the Lord said, he's the one that I'm going to call, that I'm going to invite to be my very own representative on this earth. As I come, I'm going to preach the, the mysteries of the Father, the mysteries of the kingdom, and he's going to be the one to be that representative when I enter back into the heavenly kingdom with the Father. He's going to be my visible presence on the earth, to be that sign of unity, to be that sign of oneness of the body of Christ, and to act with my authority. Not the authority that comes from Peter himself, but the authority flowing through God, choosing him and saying, I will allow my authority to be channeled through you as my instrument in the world. And we see this in the gospel this, this powerful moment, uh, who do you say that I am? That classic question that the Lord poses to his apostles, and he also poses to you and I in our life. And, and what a moment this must have been when uh, maybe the Lord posing this question, you can imagine the apostles there sort of taking it in, recognizing the Lord sort of eliciting something in them very deep, and then the courage in the heart of Peter to take that step of faith, to take that leap, to say, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. First one to step out and confess that. And then the Lord's blessing coming after that. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this isn't something that just human beings think up not a, not a working of, of man, but it's the work of God, this gift of faith, 
And he says, my heavenly father has revealed this to you. You've received this gift of faith and you've acted upon it. You've confessed. And because of this, you will be the rock upon which I build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so the seed of faith, this foundation of faith is coming from the heart of Peter in this confession. But I think another thought comes to mind as we say, okay, well, the Lord says, yes, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And Peter is the head of the apostles, and he's the spokesman, he's the, the leader. But was Christ always exemplifying that sort of rock-like faith in his life? Upon this rock, I will build my church. And we can think of, you know, just before the Lord is about to suffer, and, and then the Last Supper, and he goes to the garden, and but he says, you know, Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. But when you have turned back to me, you must strengthen your brothers. And we know what happens in the suffering of Christ. In the, in the time that the Lord needed that, you, you would think he would need that support, that, that uh, his closest band of brothers that he's chosen to be with him, to support him. And they're nowhere to be found except for John, the foot of the cross. Peter not only abandons him, but also three times, three times says, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. I don't know the man. After those three years of that intimacy of the Lord calling him, saying, you are my rock. And we could think to ourselves, well, did, did Christ have the wrong, wrong guy? Did he call the wrong man? But the Lord is never accidental in his choice. The Lord never teases and plays around with us in his choosing and his calling because he knew what was in the heart of Peter. He knew that there was that rock of faith within him. But we do still see the denial of Peter three times. And I think this is an important lesson that the Lord's trying to share with us that Yes, I'm calling, calling Peter to be the rock, to be the one that authority is going to be channeled through, but I want him to, to be a powerful example. Because why, why is my authority established in St. Peter? Why did I choose him? Not because he was, you know, never, never fell, never had any moments of weakness, never had any limitations. But I think in a special way, precisely because he knew Peter was going to fall away. There's going to be a falling. There's going to be a failing. But I think that's held up to us and is an example for our lives to say, if this is the man whom the Lord is establishing as his authority figure, to be his representative on earth, he wants Peter to know that it is not because of anything of his own, any you know, personal personal reliance upon himself or his own strength that he has within himself. But the Lord establishes the authority of Peter in his mercy. He establishes Peter as a gift of mercy of God, which is clearly on display in Peter's life. And he wants Peter to go through this experience that he can purify him, that he can strip him of all of those things that he thinks the Messiah is, all of those ways in which he thinks that, well, this is the way that Jesus is going to come to the world. This is what God is going to do. This is how God is going to establish his people. 
as an everlasting covenant with himself. And he needs to be purified of all of those false images that he has of what that's going to look like. And thanks be to God, you know, we know that after the Lord rose from the dead, he appeared to Simon in that similar place to, to Peter where he called him on the lakeshore. And once more, he gives him those beautiful opportunities in the Lord's mercy to say, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And we can see in Peter's heart that he says, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I do love you. And only being brought through that trial is Peter prepared to be the rock, that foundation. Because the foundation is not built on human strength, but it's built on the power of God. It's built on God's mercy saying, yes, you will be my rock, but you're going to know that of yourself you are nothing. You are nothing without me. But with me, with the power of grace, with my power of mercy, you will bring me to the whole world. And it won't be a proclamation of Peter's glory, but it'll be a proclamation of Jesus's glory, of God's glory. The Lord establishing Peter, the unity, the authority of the head of Christ on earth through the mystery of his mercy. We also have this beautiful convergence of the image of divine mercy to Faustina. And just, again, a powerful moment of the Lord breaking through into history in our recent times, 91 years ago, and again saying, it's, my mystery, it's this mystery of mercy that establishes this power, this authority. This is what I want the world to learn, the world to know. You know, when we gaze upon this beautiful image and we see the Lord's pierced heart and his open embrace welcoming us, calling us to recognize that of our own strength, we can't save ourselves. We can't come to the Lord. But he himself takes that first step to us. That he stoops down to us. And if we confess that deep faith and confidence in the Lord, then we too, like Peter, will receive that healing, that restoration, and that elevation of our dignity, of who we were made to be. The Lord says through this image, there will be in amazing graces poured forth through this image. That all who approach the Lord will be filled with his mercy so much that they will not be able to contain it within themselves, but that it will overflow and radiate to others. And he asked her to paint this image. And he says, I wish that every soul will have access to it. Every soul have access to this image. And he promises those who venerate this image will, will not perish. And that he will promise, and he promises that those who venerate this image, he promises victory even over its enemies already here on earth and especially at the hour of death. And so the Lord wanting to have us come with confidence to approach him 
come to his mercy, come to this vessel of grace that he gives to us to receive that, that help that we need. As it says in, in the letter to the Hebrews, so let us approach with confidence the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace to help us in our time of need. And so this throne of mercy, this throne of grace that the Lord has established in his divine mercy image, this throne of mercy, this throne of grace that the Lord has established in Peter as the sign and the symbol of the church, that he wishes all souls to have access to this image, to the church. He says, come, come into my merciful heart. Look at the example of Peter. Yes, you may fail, you may fall, but it teaches you not to rely on yourself. You have to rely on me. You have to come to me. That's the only way that you will find peace in this world and salvation for life everlasting. And so I think to conclude, there's a very powerful line in Faustina, St. Faustina's diary. And it's actually the very first entry in the diary. And it speaks about this image, just the, the, the grace that the Lord holds out to us through the image, but also through the church, through Peter, through that throne of mercy that he's established in Peter and in the church. And so I want to read this in conclusion and just allow it to wash over our hearts as we conclude here. So Faustina writes, O oh, eternal love, you command your sacred image to be painted and reveal to us the inconceivable fount of mercy. You bless whoever approaches your rays and a soul all black will turn into snow. O oh, sweet Jesus, it is here you established the throne of your mercy to bring joy and hope to sinful men. From your open heart, as from a pure fount, flows comfort to a repentant heart and soul. May praise and glory for this image never cease to stream from man's soul. May praise of God's mercy pour from every heart, now and at every hour and forever and ever. St. Peter, pray for us. And St. Faustina, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. 
That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.